Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are drenching ourselves in Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. Oh. <laughs> and I'm Kestra Dorowski. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are joined again by Cassandra Norman from Lord of the Rings Minute uh, and other places sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Only sometimes, though. Only, only sometimes. <laughs> always Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings Minute, always. <laughs> we are discussing Minute 44. Which begins with Ursula finishing her line from four. I hate it when lines split across minutes. It's so frustrating. Um, but <laughs> she's saying, what I want from you is... Uh, the, the line splitting rarely happened in Snow White. And now it's happening it's so happening much. much more. And it's really annoying. Uh, it ends with Ursula singing, just your voice. As she pokes her head through the image of Eric. The illusion that she's projected of Eric. Which is uh, like... What a moment. (laughs) Uh, uh, Minute 44 of The Little Mermaid features Ursula telling Ariel that there are other ways to woo a man than just using her voice. And Ursula starting to put the ingredients together for the spell. I'm going to say throw the ingredients together. Yeah, that's (laughs) more. (laughs) And they they all appear to be other soul slugs and sea creatures. In like bottles. Yeah, it's it's kind of gross. There's like just the fish head. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yucky. Yeah. Any she doesn't even think about that... the bottles. She just throws the bottles right in the cauldron. Yeah. yeah, so any spell that, like, the ingredients are this stuff, I'd say <laughs> no. No, thank you. No, yes. Yeah, yes. yet. Right? Uh, and actually, so, I don't know if this is accurate, but, like, or is... <laughs> Okay, yeah, it is this minute. I had to double check. So she throws, like, she's throwing all these bottles from the cabinet over her shoulder, and they float down into the cauldron. And one of the bottles that she pulled out had a tongue in it. And then she also, like, punctuates one of her lyrics by throwing an extra tongue in. Yeah. But I don't know. It could have been the same tongue, but this might be a two-tongue potion. It's very possible. Very possible. But the, I, like, the, I don't the know. Other... It, it's like, oh, it just needs it just needs a little bit extra portion of tongue. The, the, well, the it other is, ingredient you know, it does she... require a kiss to finish. Oh, God. Yeah, so, oh, so it needed two <laughs> tongues? Is that what you're saying? That's gross. <laughs> She's like, it's a true love's kiss. Extra tongue. <laughs> yep. I mean, look at Ursula. That's what she's all about. Oh, my God. She's like, oh. body language. <laughs> when she says body language, I think she means it like B-O-D-Y and also B-A-W-D-Y. That's a good pun. Yes. yes. What, so Ariel is concerned about not being able to communicate or, oh, yeah. okay. or so be she able says, to get this kiss. She says, like, how can I? And then she's cut off. What do you think she was going to say? Like, how can I... Tell him to love me? How can I <laughs> get the sing? kiss? How can like, I? Wh- what was she going to say? Probably, like, I would imagine she would be like, well, how can I, like, talk to him? Like, well, I don't know. I, I think it, it's it's plausible that she's like, well, how can I make him love me? Oh, that's, that's, because that's she's what like I was a thinking. year old girl who doesn't understand what's going on. <laughs> and, she, and she only has three days, so. Yeah. And she does know that, like, her singing voice is one of her, like, things. Like, that's what right. she's known for. Right. But 
There's a TV, there's the TV series, which we've watched some of, some of. like a third of it we've watched. Oh, man, and I forgot that that existed until literally just- Yeah, there's the TV series and uh, two two other films. Yes. So in this universe. And three and- Disney movies that have the cartoon series? Or four? I'm Maybe. not sure. There's I know Aladdin had one. I know Hercules. Hercules had one. And Lion King had one. Lion King had one. Um, Tangled has one right right now. Yes. Um, Emperor's New Groove had. Em- uh, yeah, Emperor's New School or something, something like that. Something like that. But Weird. the 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 TV. Oh, series- Lilo and Stitch had a ton of episodes of that. Yeah. TV oh, series. yeah, that's true. That was a long one. But Little Mermaid, it takes place right like a year or two before, and there there is a. Sp- specific character that is mentioned on social media quite a lot and it's Gabriella the deaf mermaid and she like she does sign language she does sign like, language accurate Actu- sign. actual sign language for huh. an animation which is um, like pretty That's difficult yes. and impressive that they like took the time it's like they didn't just say oh she uses sign language they drew yes. sign language That's awesome That is awesome so, And she commun and she like Interacts with Ariel. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna sneeze? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so Ariel knows about like communication language. without speaking, right? And she knows how to sign her name, and so she learns some signing so at least. It's like why is she asking? It's like how can I communicate without my voice? I don't know anyone except my friend Gabriella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Like, you would think that she would know how to do some kind of sign language. Or at least conceptually realize, like, oh, yeah, like, people can communicate without speaking. It's fine. Yeah. Right. That's just... Yeah, that's that's true. Like, why doesn't she just write out her name for him? Yeah. Like, she just because she knows... No, she, she definitely does, because in, the, in Tomorrow's Minutes, she definitely signs, signs her, her name. name. Without looking at it, she can write blind. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe she lost her mind, too, the, the, as well as her voice. She's just like, I love him so much, I can't even think straight. But I think the sign language thing, because uh, there are, like, different, uh, I don't even, like, I guess dialects of, like, different sign languages. Well, there's, like, there's like American, American sign, sign language, language, British right. sign language, which are completely different. Like, yeah. each right. sign language is completely different. American sign language is mostly derived from French sign language. Yeah, so there, like, there's different sets of sign language. Yeah, so maybe they have, like, their own, like, mermaid sign language, and then she's, like... Uh, right, I think in the yeah. show... It's I American guess, sign yeah, language. Yeah, in, in the show, mermaid sign language matches up with American sign language. Okay. Where um, is where is Eric from? We were asked like we were uh, talking about this. Roughly bit, Denmark is what we're it. saying. Okay, and roughly Denmark is what Disney canon says. So oh, yeah, okay, okay. But I always um, thought that he was like French. Yeah, I always thought he was French. When I was a little kid, I thought they must be in the Caribbean because Sebastian had an accent, but nobody else does, and so that fell away. Um, at some point, <laughs> I also thought the Mediterranean would make sense, which isn't crazy for France. Um, and I think some of the stuff we researched suggested, like, maybe at certain times, a smaller country that isn't in existence now, but maybe something like, like Monaco would be a good seaside, um, nation that was smaller and, and Mediterranean. And last week's guest had a a big thing. So be sure you're listening to this podcast to hear last week's guest. Um, he had a big thing about why it makes the most sense for this to be in the Mediterranean. Okay. Yeah. Which I kind of like. Better than Denmark, I think. Because I, like, his name is, like, 
it's not um it's not it doesn't end with a k right it ends with a c yeah, yeah. It ends with c yeah so isn't so you like wouldn't think of it as like a northern european yeah cause, right. i mean like um like the the uh, scandinavian countries they spell it with a k um yeah denmark is pretty much associated with them uh, yeah so I don't yeah, know. that's a good think, point. Yeah, you'd think you'd see because I thought like the C is like much more French, right? A much more French spelling of the name. Yeah, so I'm leaning more and more towards liking the idea of it being kind of in the Mediterranean mm. than um, the the Northern Atlantic. Yeah, but that's uh, I think we're basically working with. I, it's one of those two. Well, are yeah. there any fish in under the sea that are only that are present in the Mediterranean but not well, in the sea around I mean, Denmark? Most like of so the fish in under the sea aren't aren't present in each other's environments. Yeah, yeah, right. Kestra made a very thorough exploration of the fish mentioned in under under the sea. <laughs> yes, very and, thorough. Um, their environments don't cross over that much. A couple do, but but like not... flounder is tropical. Yeah, flounder is not a flounder. He is a tropical fish. And it and just there's well, also no wouldn't have been a cute mascot. Right, can you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> a little flatfish. Um, Ariel, wait. <laughs> <laughs> there's also like Sebastian's a bright red crab, and there's no bright red crabs in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are in like the Pacific or the Indian Ocean. So for a bright red crab like he is, that doesn't make sense for Mediterranean or for Northern Atlantic. Hmm. And obviously his accent would mean he was probably from, you know, the Caribbean. Right. But <laughs> Trinidad specifically, if you go. Yeah, if of- you really pay attention to his <laughs> accent, you might say it's a little Tr- bit like someone from Trinidad <laughs> and Tobago. <laughs> but- <laughs> Which I did not recognize oh, those nuances you know, as a kid. Maybe, maybe Triton, because he can command the sea as this little section what, of the like ocean. he's like Aquaman? He's got this. <laughs> well, I mean, he does command the sea. Yeah. He can tell the water to do whatever the hell he wants. That's true. <laughs> but maybe he just has this little section of ocean where he's collected all the different kinds of fish because he just likes them. That's messed up. <laughs> and he can maybe. maintain their environment because, you know, he controls the water. So he can bring in, like, like the warm currents for that part of town. It's like Zootopia, where they make the city all the yeah. different environments. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. That's funny. Just water. Um... Oh, I just lost my train of thought. I'm glad Pregnancy brain. Hey, you're not the one that's <laughs> pregnant. Oh, I found it. Okay. It was in my notes. <laughs> we are so bad today. Oh, um, yeah. That's funny. Okay. Uh, Ursula has a great moment in this minute where she walks up the side of her cave to get to the cabinet full of ingredients. Mm-hmm. Like, what a fantastic little thing to throw in for this octopus person. Yeah. I love that moment. She, she, it's scary. Like she clings to the side and she's like, no, I'm like, I'm in my comfort zone. One, we're swimming. So like up and down, isn't that big a deal anyway, but also I can stick to the walls. Yeah. It does make it more like much more intimidating and Mm -hmm. very frightening. Hmm. Yeah. I love how the, I, I guess the last time I watched this, or the last time I had listened to this song, it had been a while. Um, I never really pick up on the lyrics of this part of the song, but this time I was actually able to, and they crack me up, because it's just so, so, like, 
oh man, she's being such like so misogynistic, but I know it's like on purpose and it's like so, so funny to me. I mean, Ursula knows what she's about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Howard Ashman was a gifted lyricist. Like his, his lyrics are great. And I'm going to, I think I've already brought this up once, but like comparing uh, the lyrics that you get through this to some of the lyrics from other Disney Renaissance films. Not Beauty and the Beast. After Howard Ashman. So, I th- um, he passed away while working on Aladdin. I don't know yeah. oh, exactly. Sad. So he had some influence on Aladdin. But then um, Stephen Schwartz was the next uh, big... So it was Tim Rice for Lion King and then Stephen Schwartz for Pocahontas and Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I think maybe some others, but I'm not sure. We'll get there. So Hunchback we'll- has my favorite Disney villain um, <laughs> That That song is amazing. And so I don't want to say like Stephen Schwartz is a weak lyricist, mm-hmm. but there's a certain flair that Howard Ashman has that... I don't think Stephen Schwartz can match. And there's a few clunkers in Stephen, in Stephen Schwartz's um, lyrics in Pocahontas in the song Savages, which. Yeah, <laughs> that whole but, song, though. <laughs> but it's like, so like one, that whole song is like, it's like, you know, like, I don't I don't want to really talk about that that much. But one of the last lyrics um, is now you see what comes from trying to be chums. <laughs> And you just take that, and it's like, that's sticking with me in a way that it shouldn't. I feel like right. that, like, it doesn't feel quite right for the tone of the song. Right. Well, so they weren't trying to like, be chums. Like, they didn't try that so... hard. <laughs> yeah. and, and just, like, throwing in chums as the word they use in a song like that. And, like, that seems like a funny word to use in a very serious song. Right. But when you've got, like, Poor Unfortunate Souls, where it's like, this is a funny song, and Howard Ashman nailed it. Yeah, uh, Kester, I think after, has the lyrics for the entire song. After yeah, all, what is Idle prattle, prattle for? Yeah, is just delivered really well. Yeah, uh, well, well, and the delivery elevates all of these lyrics. Definitely. Um, were there what? What were the some of the things in particular, Cassandra, that you were thinking of? Oh, talking about how like true gentlemen don't really appreciate conversation. They're just more like, and then they don't want their women to speak. <laughs> oh. Wait. <laughs> there's one thing um, they they dote. They dote and swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. Yes. But she who holds her tongue yes. gets a man. Saying, saying like, they fawn over a lady who's withdrawn. Like, that is a great, like, set of lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So <sighs> would you like me to so read those funny. lyrics? Can, can you just, like, read through at least Ursula? Yeah, just Ursula's parts. Um from the beginning or from uh, yeah, I think like you, this minute in particular This minute in particular, is, yeah, it does is have one something. that so people kind do... of overlook when they're listening to this song. Like I know like personally I do. Right. Or but, or like, because it's like, oh, this is just like like an expression of misogyny and sexism. And and like yeah. problematic misogyny yeah, and sexism. No, but it's like, about it's how so, like silent women are given it's more so attention. Good, though. Like it's so it's used so well and I never paid because, attention to it before. Well and like there's the layers because like she's saying it like she's saying like use that to your advantage. So mm-hmm. like take control of, of what you have in this moment and like use it to your advantage. Like gain what you want by using what the system is like. Mm-hmm. And also because it's a villain, there's, like, a certain level where it's, like, this is a bad way for it to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, like, taking this this horrible thing and then, like, presenting it like a good thing, which I think is, like, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'll start from right after Ariel 
asks about like, her like, voice. Like, yeah, but how, without how my voice, I... how can I? And she gets cut off. You'll have your looks, your pretty face, and don't underestimate the importance of body language. And like the like the music that they do with body language and body Ursula's language. performance with her hips, ha. which like does she have hips? Again, the question. Ugh. But she certainly performs hips right here. Yes. She can imitate them if she doesn't have them. Well, you know, hips don't lie, so. <laughs> <laughs> that song, that, like, that <laughs> statement is never going to not be great. Applicable. Like, it's, such a, like it's, it's one of those things, like, that song produced <laughs> that statement. So, and, like, like, so many. <laughs> but at the, so, I think, um, I found out, I think it, that song's from, like, 2007 so it's like or or maybe 2006 so it's like about 10 years old and so you can think it's like okay so it simultaneously feels like it must be newer than that but also older than that because imagine yeah. it might even be a little going older back than that. going imagine going back to like the early 2000s and trying to make a hips don't lie joke and nobody's got like there's zero response because nobody's ever heard of it <laughs> oh man it's like the, I'd be like, a it feels so traveler. weird because it's so weird to references. references. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like such a like a quintessential like a hips don't lie joke. That feels timeless, but at the same time it's like no, if you go to the 90s, nothing. Like no one will get anything out of that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz okay. like, you know, I can't reference Lord of the Rings pre 2001. Yeah, it's well, I mean, you whereas, could. like yeah. whenever people ask me I mean, things, well, that's the first thing I in, think of. <laughs> in the right audience, you you can reference the books. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but looks like meat's but, back on the menu, boys. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Like you tried to, it's so weird to think about how mass culture has like controlled the lexicon of joking with small mm-hmm. lines like hips don't lie or meat's back on the menu, boys. Mm-hmm. I, like it, I, I love thinking about that and where it's like, it's only like, if you go back 15 years, you can't make a hips don't lie joke. But at the same time, I'm like, but hips don't lie. Like that's from like a few years ago. But then it's like, no, but it's also a really fundamental joke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. It's like, it's just permeated everything. Sorry. I I, I just had to like break away because I've thought about that one in particular. Sorry. <laughs> Going back to the lyrics of poor, yes. unfortunate souls. Body language. And they spell it B-O-D-Y. Yes. But I think what she's really saying is body, body. as in like. Um, like a body joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like a, like yeah. a blue joke. Yeah. The men up there don't like a lot of blabber. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yes, on land it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idle prattle for? Which is a, like, that's kind of a good point. Like, talking isn't always used for effective communication. Sometimes it is just idle talking. Yes. Come on, they're not all that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can. But they dote and swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. Is that when she adds the extra tongue to the cauldron? Yes. Yes. Right as she says. It's so, like, she punctuates it so well as she throws that tongue in and it just, like, it smokes. It explodes. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Come on, you poor, unfortunate souls. Go ahead. Make your choice. I'm a very busy woman, and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much. Just your voice. Should and that's keep, the end of, that's the that's end of a, this minute. Okay, we should stop there and keep it to this minute. But, like, it's so good. And I can, like, 
hear, I can hear the music just with you reading it. Cool. I like that. I will, and I just love and, the okay, image of we... Earthlum bursting through that illusion. <laughs> it's so fun. I... It makes me laugh every single time I see it. I was gonna say, should we talk about like that final moment of the, of this minute? As like she's it's got just... she's got the picture of Eric up for Ariel to see, which with the lighting, Eric's hair looks red like Ariel's does. Yes, and, and Ariel's just... hair is looking a little different. And she <laughs> just has this giant, proud "I know I'm good" smile on her face. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so she like she like bursts through, and it's like it's kind of like a weird, scary moment. And they have like like Eric's face reacts to the fact that Ursula is about to like launch through his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's such a it's such an odd it's, comical it's, animation moment. Yeah. Like you can't do that in live action or even with CGI. This has to be an animation moment. Mm-hmm. That just makes me think that the illusions are more directly tied to her thoughts than just a spell. To Ariel's thoughts, or no, to, to Ursula. To Ursula. To Ursula. Hmm. Like the way that the the image reacts to the fact that she's about to pull through it. So, do you think that the the couple didn't actually look like that? They, do you think that's an actual couple, or just like her her example? That's her um her brochure couple. That's her brochure couple. I think that would be well, my that would guess. make sense. I heard the like what we were talking about earlier, like the mermaid's anatomy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to follow regular yeah, stuff. It's it's yeah. it's just right, a before and after picture. Because then the the mermaid in the example is just like her anatomy transposed into someone with an actual fish bottom, right? Right. Instead of an octopus yeah. bottom, hmm. that's possible. I, I I guess I should have mentioned this when we were originally taught when we had the minute with the couples with the couple in it. But a few weeks ago, we were talking about how there was this deleted character um, of a merman named Harold who is has glasses and is very nerdy looking mm-hmm. and Andrew had uh, and, and he comes to Ursula for help and, and they have like this whole side story that's an example of Ursula turning someone into a soul slug yes and Andrew had asked if if he looked like this person but we weren't to this or to this couple, but we weren't to this minute yet. And then today, when we were looking at it, examining whether or not, yeah, he did. Uh, he did, he doesn't he d- really. He doesn't right? really look like him at all. Which is it seems a shame yeah. that they had, like the, designed is the, the soul that still has the glasses. The maybe a leftover reference to him. No, the soul with the glasses had a mustache, mustache. Yeah, and uh, Harold did not. So I don't know what to say. But <laughs> I I kind of wish that they had kept. I mean, if they went to the per- the point of like planning a sequence with this character and using him as the demonstration, I'm surprised that they didn't actually use him when they were creating a demonstration. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, we're going to create a, a demo character and then not use him in the demo. Mm-hmm. Um, since you mentioned, like, how the the illusion could be tied to Ursula's thoughts, what do you think Ursula's magic is based on? Because we see her do a few different things, most pointedly, like, this potion magic. Yeah. But is there stuff that's, like, tied to... Does she have, like, innate powers? I don't know. Because, like, I mean... I guess there's a difference between, like, spells and potions, per se. Yeah. Uh, I would say that her magic, all of her magic, is tied to souls. That's probably why she uses living things to create the spell in the cauldron. Mm. Because those are all, like... Most of those things are 
still living yeah, beings. Yeah, they definitely had little eyes. Yeah, the little, <laughs> little blinky eyes and stuff. So I think that it's all related to the soul. It's not really about the ingredients of like a potion. A lot of that's probably just for show. And that I think if the illusions are tied to her, they're probably tied to her soul specifically. Okay, so she so can do kind of like like so she's doing projections from her her mind and soul. And that would work yeah. for her connection to like Flotsam and Jetsam. She's like got a little piece of their soul in her crystal right. ball, so she yeah. sees what they see. Yeah, and she can, can communicate to them. Yeah. Okay. I'd buy that. So it's soul magic. Not not like blood magic. It's not like she needs blood to do everything, but it's like She needs living soul. Yeah, there's like life energy magic. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah, that makes sense. You know, something I'd like a, like a something like a like a tropey kind of depiction because, of like, like voodoo. Right, because like why would she keep her victims alive yeah. still? Yeah. Like if mm-hmm. she didn't draw off of their their energy in some way. True. Yeah. Cuz when yeah. she like I mean at the end of the movie when she dies, they're all released. Yeah. So um, it's sort of like um through the through the contracts and and the uh dealing she gets access to like their soul energy to yeah, use that's, for that's for why the magic. That's why they need to sign the contract because they're literally signing their soul away. Yeah. And signing yeah, her so permission to access it. So it is very transactional like, in her case. Yeah, because she can't access that energy, I think, without their explicit yes. consent. Yeah, the person has to be willing because it's it's the very fiber of their being. Yeah, that makes sense. Gotcha. That's really scary. I, I, <laughs> I like it. I, I think I'm very happy that I asked you that question because that's my favorite. Yeah, response. Favorite thing that's come up with it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I'm out of notes. Everybody else out of notes? Oh, I, I did want to mention, I think my favorite moment in this minute is at the very beginning, the way that she says, um, your voice, and it focuses on her lips and how exaggerated and, they are. And it's got like her, um, her teeth are like every single tooth is visible there, which is unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is an teeth, interesting moment. It's weird that Sebastian has teeth. <laughs> yes. When he smiles at Triton, nice, I'm always nice just teeth. like, Ugh. <laughs> Like, like. Comically straight and even teeth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that that moment, um, as far as the animation goes, and just like the choice to, to focus in on her, just her mouth, yeah. is probably my favorite uh, part of this whole sequence. And it's almost like a visual call. It's almost like a callback to a previous moment also within the song where she's or right before the song, where she says, you belong to me mm-hmm. is like the same sort of focus on her face with all of her teeth and the way her lips move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did very like, like animating people's faces when talking doesn't always get into as good of detail as they have done for Ursula in this song. Definitely. That's all we have for you today. We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels group. Our guests can be found... We're on Twitter at LOTR Minute. Uh, we have a Facebook listener group, uh, Fellowship of the Mic, as well as an official fan page. Um, and we're also on Dual Genre. Until next time, thank you for making us part of your world. <laughs>